Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to Cordishi and Coy. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037-WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original. Atta boy, Joe. You couldn't have played a better rejoiner than that one. That brings back memories. Super Bowl 36, the Patriots' first Super Bowl win over the Rams in New Orleans, and you 2 the halftime show, and Oh, man. And, and the show open that Mike Campagna put together for my show, The oh. Sports Beat, to this song with the highlights. I remember awesome. that show open. It was awesome. You saw the greatest halftime show ever. Scott. Oh, it, it, I had chills because yeah. that was right after 9-11. Yeah. And they scrolled all the names of the yeah. people that lost their lives in the, the 9-11 attacks. Oh, my God. To the street, it's to where the streets have no name. Yeah. And that is. Th- that, um, that, to me, still is the greatest game that I have ever witnessed Mm -hmm. and I'll say that in person or on TV like if there's one game if you ask me you know what's the one game that stands out in your mind the most it's Super Bowl 36 because they were uh, two touchdown underdogs they weren't expected to win it was coming off the 9-11 attacks it was the U2 halftime show it's you know we are the Patriots you know it was just oh my god everything about it and then the last second field goal by the Terry Brady drives him down the field John Summer uh, uh John Madden. Madden saying, don't do it. Take a knee. Go to overtime. And now I kind of like what the Patriots are doing. I mean, it was just. <laughs> that Robert Kraft chiming in? The whole thing was awesome. No, it was, uh, it was a little bit. little bit of my craft bleeds into my Madden, I guess. Um, yeah, it sounded no. more crafty than Madden-y. No, that's more about the. About Boom, the Nick Coit. And again, I, I told you I told you the story. I've told this many times, and I apologize to, to those of you that have heard it before, but I'll say it for maybe the listeners that haven't. So I was sitting. They had an auxiliary press area around. It was probably like the 25, 30-yard line yeah. up high in the stands at the Superdome. And I was Typical. sitting in there. That was the that was the end of the field with Vinatieri at the field goal. So that was right uh, in front of me. But I was sitting next to Will McDonough, the late Will McDonough from wow. the Boston Globe. And, like, literally when that went through, we all jumped up and, like, were high-fiving. And normally media members don't yeah, do that right. in the press box. But we realized what a special moment it was. And I'm walking down, like, the ramps to go to the locker rooms for the post-game interviews. And I'm walking with Will McDonough. And Will McDonough says, Scotty, I've witnessed a lot of championships, Boston championships in my day, Celtic championships, Bruin Stanley Cups. He said, let me tell you something. This is the greatest championship I've ever witnessed in Boston wow. sports. Wow. And coming from that guy who yeah. had seen and covered it all like that, I'm like, wow. And he was right. I, I, awesome. I, I loved it. it was Between great. that That's and awesome. the and the Red Sox 04, that they got a rank as two of the biggest in Boston history. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. The, the, the weird thing about 04 was, right, 04 was the ALCS. It wasn't the mm. World Series. I mean, they just. That was a formality. You're, you're telling they, me. <laughs> they wiped up the field with the Cardinals in the World Series. It, it was the ALCS. That was like, wow, down yeah. 03 to come back and win. The World Series was the coronation. Um, yeah. But it was yeah, amazing. Those I was. You know, I was still in high school for those things, so that that's um, 
Yeah, those are great memories for, for me just growing up. But my favorite Super Bowl memory I'll share, um, my first one that I covered, first season I covered with the Patriots was 2014, um, which is my favorite team. Um, I just They were stacked. And that Super Bowl is the best game I've ever seen. Um, you know, against the Seahawks, Super Bowl 49, back and forth, star power. And so, you know, as a media member, about, you know, four or five minutes left in the game, you know, you want to get ready for post game, so you go down, you know, behind, behind the scenes, uh, you know, lower in the stadium, and get ready so you can pounce once the game's over. And um, you know, we're at uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, we're in Glendale, and yep. you know, when you're underneath the stadium, you're watching it on TV, and so there's probably about a 15 to 20 second delay, and so we're watching the final moments, the final plays. And we're hearing the reaction from the crowd about 20 seconds ahead of time. Yep. So, you know, Marshawn Lynch runs the ball first, and then, you know, they're at the one-yard line. And then you hear the cheers above us in the stadium. We're like, oh, boy. All right, I'm with Ken. And Ken and I are like, okay, well, looks like we got to get ready to cover the losing team. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the media room gasps and watches as Malcolm Butler jumps the route and yeah. comes up with the interception. And you go from... You go from preparing yourself to cover the losing team of the Super Bowl to, oh, my God, they're going to win it for the first time in 10 years. Yeah. We're covering a winner. And, you know, it was adrenaline after that. But that that uh, I'll never forget the cheers because everybody thought, of course, they're going to hand the ball to Marshawn. He's going in the end zone. Yeah. They're going to take the lead. Like S- somebody, uh, somebody this week did top 10 Super Bowl plays or moments of all time. That was number one. Has to be. That was number one because the game was on the line, and he made the game-winning interception. Well, the game it, goes the other way if he doesn't. It sparked the second wave of the dynasty. They win that, and then they win two more, and it's in a second decade for the Patriots of dominance. I mean, that sparked it. That Seahawks and Falcons game. See, I, I didn't cover either one of those, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I'm sure if I did, I, I'd feel probably more differently about them. But in terms of games, they were just spectacular when you consider the way the Patriots won both of them. Oh. The Super Bowl thirty eight in Houston that I covered. That was my favorite before that, 49. That I was, feel like that oh, one's underrated now. Yeah, oh, it oh, is. So awesome. And it was like it was two games in one. The first and third quarters were scoreless. Terrible. Def- <laughs> All and, terrible. Well, I mean, not, not if you like defense. I yeah, mean, right. But, but if you like offense. Offense, first and third quarters were scoreless. They scored a combined 24 points in the second quarter and a combined 37 points in the fourth quarter. It was like back and forth. Those would have been crazy prop bets to hit. That last two minutes of the first half, wasn't there like, what was it, 21 points scored? Something like that. That is wild. Yeah. Wild. So that was a real fun and exciting game, too. And, again, won by a last second out of Vinatieri. I was going to say, and what people forget in that game was didn't Vinatieri miss two before he had the game-winning field goal? Yep. That was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Yep. And – that's Adam. I mean, that that's the that's why next year when the Pro Football Hall of Fame comes around, first ballot, no doubt, he's yeah. going in. Um, greatest kicker of all time, and and just because he bounced back from something like that. All right, so we're, we're going to get into more of the Super Bowl stuff later on. I know we threw the Celtics out there to start. We've got some callers on the line that want to talk about the Celtics. Let's go to Matt and Warwick. Good morning, Matt. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Hey guys, I call them the Celtics, but after listening to you, I just gotta say. What what a dynasty and what a portfolio of Super Bowls. And just two things yeah. about the first Super Bowl that you were talking about, Scott. And I called in and talked to Ty Law about this because you guys know they played they played the Rams earlier in the year. 
and then they were doing the game plan, and they were talking about zones, this, that, and the other thing. And Ty, Ty Law stands up. I don't know if it was to Romeo Cornell or the safety, or the secondary coach. He says, oh, no, we're not playing zone. I got Hole or I got Bruce. And then the other guys stepped up and said, I got this guy because they wanted to play, you know, one-on-one. They weren't going to go with that zone. And the second thing is when they ran out of the team, oh. I mean, oh. it was just yep. – I, I can't even imagine yep. being there, Scott. So that must have been – I mean, that must have been so awesome. I mean, what a, and that final kick, it was like, you know, the, the snap, the hold, and it was just absolutely right down the middle. You knew as soon as it left the leg. Oh, man. Anyway, um, I, I love Celtics – I think um, with that first caller, I, I just like to say, like, and we saw this last year, right? And everyone knows basketball. You guys know basketball really well. The difference between this NBA playoffs and the regular season is like, is like night and day. Oh, it's huge. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, what I'd really like the Celtics and Missoula to start doing after the All-Star break, you know, they they have a firm hold. And, you know, I, I, I just didn't see the first or second seed. But start playing this kind of playoff basketball where you work the ball down the post. I mean, this, the three-point shot, we know that they love it because of analytics. But in a seven-game series, you might shoot, you know, you might shoot at that high clip one, maybe two games and blow the other team out. Otherwise, you're going to have these lower-score games. You know, the, you got to depend on defense, totally. playmaking. You know, all this stuff is it's just it's, it's brutal to watch in the NBA regular season, but everyone's doing it. But for them to beat like a Denver team, and that's what I think it might come down to. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna unless you shoot the three at you know forty five percent the whole series, you're not gonna beat that team. Anyway, thanks guys. Have a good day. All right, no, thanks, thanks man. Matt. Appreciate it. No, it's gonna be about the half court. That's why we talk about the defense a lot. Yep. Um, and and they lost that Denver game. But it was a really good competitive. It was probably one of their best showings of the season. But that was more indicative, I, I think, what you're going to see against good teams in the playoffs. Yeah, right. And that's why like that type of game. Yeah. So you better be willing to defend. Right. It's not going to be 150 to 148. I I think they did some some chess piece moving though in that game. I think you saw okay, Jokic is here. We're going to put Porzingis on him. All right, we might help with them a little bit. Try to throw him off. Um, you know, I think the mistake they made in that game was underestimating a little bit what Jamal Murray could do to really hurt them, which he did. He right. was spectacular in that game. Um, but that's what Jokic does is open things up for him. So, I don't know. that that They lost that game, but I didn't come out of that game during the regular season and think, like, oh, here we go again. I thought, well, this was a good game. I'd love to see a seven-game series. You know, will they pull it out in seven games? We'll see. Um, you know, and, and that was a team, obviously, that won the title last year, so they've got a little bit of that championship medal, which you know the Celtics are still sort of searching for. Um, but that game at least showed me, like, okay, when they dig in, when they're engaged, when they're focused, when it's a playoff sort of atmosphere, you know, maybe the dial can be turned up a little bit. Yeah, that game kind of told me. I, I agree. I wasn't panicking after that game, but that game told me that's the type of game they're going to figure out how they – how to win yeah. if they want to be NBA champions because right. they're going to play more games like that in the postseason. Right, they are, and 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 I thought the offense that night it didn't. I it wasn't sitting there thinking like stop shooting so many threes. Um, they, they I think that was a little bit more of what you're going to see in terms of a game plan for the postseason. All right, four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven is that phone number. Joe in Pawtucket. Good morning, Joe. You're next on Cordishi and Coyd on WEEI. Good morning, Mr. Kwadishi. Good morning, Mr. Clyde. How are you this morning? Holy moly, Joe. You sound like you're, like, muffled in a tunnel. Joe, you sound, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm in my hallway, nice and peaceful over here. All waiting right. For, uh, <laughs> in the hallway? Waiting to go to breakfast and Dunkin' Donuts. Ah, oh, that All a right. boy. All right, he's ready to go. That's good. Yeah, sports weekend. So what do you want me to talk about first, the Super Bowl or the Celtics? Whatever you, know, you want to talk about, Joe. You rapid fire us. Okay, so one question at a time. So basketball, how do you think the Celtics played this past week? I thought they did good, but I still think they uh, shoot too many three-pointers, and that's how they fall behind if they're not making their shots. That's how that's how Washington was went ahead last night. They were taking threes, and uh, they, Washington just came back. It's good to take all the threes, but, I mean, they got to – Go in the paint more, like go for layups, dunks, uh, shoot the, uh, on top of the key shots. And um, what a night on basketball on Wednesday night for the Celtics. What a game against the Hawks. And the PC Fridays won. They beat a top 25 team in Canaan. That place was a, that was the best college game there at the uh, Avalian all, all season. One of them anyway. That was a real battle. And now my um, uh, Super Bowl questions. What are your thoughts about the Super Bowl game on on Sunday? Who's tomorrow? Who's going to win? Uh, they both teams have good offense and good defense, and I think it's going to come down to the quarterback position. I think Mahomes has the experience with being to two, uh, all the Super Bowls and winning two, and Freddie has not been there yet. So mm-hmm. uh, most people are picking Kansas City a few Super uh, with 49ers, and a one. I think it's going to be like a one score game, no more than seven points, three to seven points. And no more than by ten. So, um, and uh, and I'll hear your thoughts. All right, Joe. So, uh, thanks for calling, Joe. We're, we're going to save the Super Bowl picks for the end of the show. So, stay yep. tuned to the end of the show. Nick and I will give our Super Bowl picks. Uh, you brought up something that I did want to get to at some point this season, and that was that win by Providence early this week Huge. over Creighton. Gigantic, gigantic. That was a, a, a resume builder that really is going to help the Friars when it comes to NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday. So, I mean, gigantic win for Providence. And and I, I, the one thing I'll say about them is, man, it would be nice if they had somebody else to step up consistently because right now it is Carter and Odoro putting this team on their backs and carrying them. They've got two guys that are just carrying the load. They need somebody else. And it doesn't even have to be consistently. It could be a different guy every night, but yeah. you need a ticket gains. You need a Pierre. You, you need a DeWalt. You need somebody That's where to they step miss Hopkins up. consistently. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, oh, no question. Totally. No question. Totally. Um, I, I think I think Jaden has grown. Um, it's inconsistent, but, you know, there are nights and there are shots he takes that I think he's getting more confident in. He's a sophomore. He's growing. Um, you know, so I think he's capable of it. I thought Corey Floyd actually had a nice night off the bench, 10 points off the bench, um, you know, and I think he's he struggled with some confidence in terms of a shot too, um, but it's one of those things, just keep shooting because they, they need those guys to, to step forward because – you're right. I mean, and Carter is, like, getting carried off the floor because he's, he's just. Dude, how about that three from the Friar logo? <laughs> from the logo. That's, like, 35 feet away from the basket. It was unbelievable. And, and he practices that is what he said. He's like, I just shot it. He's like, I, I've been practicing that. Kim was like he was doing it in shoot-around. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. He's he is, he is one of the most uh, – Fun players we've had a chance to watch you at the Friars over the last however many years. And he's just because he plays so hard. I mean, you just you appreciate someone who win or lose. You appreciate someone like that who who brings it 110 percent on both ends of the floor. It's it's um, 
yeah, get you know, get get in your your you know enjoyment of watching Devin Carter now because he won't be back next year. He's Everybody's. getting all the accolades and understandably so. But I got to tell you something, Josh Adoro has been really good. Such a get for this team. Really good. I mean, yeah. man, he's been awesome. Yeah, he's and, been awesome. And people had doubts about him going to the to the Big East. Yeah, and, and the a competition. ten guy can he com- compete at this level? Yes, he can. He beat, at a high level. He beat the defensive pl- the reigning two time defensive player of the year in the conference yep. for 32 points the other night. Kalkbrenner yep. could not stop him. He won his matchup with Klingon yep. in the UConn game. Yep. Despite the loss, he won that matchup. If he wasn't in foul trouble, his numbers would have been unbelievable in that game, totally. too. They were great to begin with. He he dealt with he dealt with a little injury, I think, early on in Big East play, and since he's gotten healthy and healed up, he's been fantastic. I mean, Josh Duro has been He's just so – his footwork, his attention to detail of the position, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. So they are – they're fun to watch. And and I put their resume up right now with, with anybody, Scott. They don't have any bad losses on the resume. Yep. And they've got four quad one wins. Some of these teams – it's funny. The, the, the bracketologists that I've looked at, they're all over the place with Providence. Lenardi's got them next four out right now. Mike DeCourcy has them as a 10 seed. Okay. So it's like they're all over the place. The, 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 when when did uh, when was that last one by Lonardi having them out? Was that before the the Creighton? Win it was after, after the Creighton game. Oh, that's he's he's out of his freaking mind. They should be in the tournament right now. Today they're in and they're they're solidly in. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the teams that are on the bubble and I'm like, who else? Like I think it was Wake Forest. John Fanta, our buddy John Fanta, put up. You know, he was having some fun on Twitter, and he's like, comp- he didn't say the names, but he's like, compare these resumes of bubble teams. And one of them had, like, one quad one win and, like, four quad two wins. Congratulations. Yeah. And one of them had, like, two quad one wins. Whatever. I'm looking at these resumes, and I'm like, these teams, according to some of the bracketologists, are in. One of them was Wake Forest. And I'm like, do they have four quad one wins like Providence? Because those... Those are good wins. I don't care when they happened in the season because you want to split them up? Okay, fine. Providence with Bryce Hopkins has two quad one wins. Right. Wisconsin and Marquette. Providence without Bryce Hopkins has two quad one wins. Seton Hall and right. Creighton. Right. So I put their resume up with anybody right now. Yep. They so, should be in the tournament. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, they, they're, they definitely helped them, that win over Creighton. Huge. Big time. Big Huge. time. But as you know, there's no nights off. I mean, with the exception of maybe DePaul and Georgetown, you're going to have wars every freaking night, including at Butler. This yeah, th- this is a huge game today. This is a huge game yeah. because you want to talk about bubble. you got to go out and you've got to compete with these teams that are on the bubble as well in the right. Big East. Butler's one of them. Um, St. John's coming here on Tuesday. That's one of them. Villanova, you Villanova. got them here. you got to get, get them here. Stomped by them there. Got to get them here. Yep. Um, I think if you if you go 500... In the Big East, if you go ten and ten, that means you're right now you're six and six. Yep. If you can get the second, DePaul and Georgetown games, um, that puts you at eight wins. Yep. You, you got to find two more wins somewhere. Yep. So, can you beat St. John's at home? Can you beat Villanova at home? Yes. Could you go out and get Butler today? You go eleven and nine in Big East play. You're judging by the schedule, you're in no solidly. Question. No question. So I yeah they're. They're right there. All right, why don't we do this? We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll kind of wrap up the rest of the local college basketball talk, sure. maybe touch briefly on the Bruins, and then we'll switch to football. There's so much to talk about regarding uh, the Patriots and Gerard Mayo's staff and Bill Belichick, some new news coming out on him yesterday, and, of course, Super Bowl 58 as well. We'll take a break. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. 
Hi guys, just a Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 